You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Ian, are you ready to take this journey with me? Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's right. We're going in back into the mystery of what is in hold for us for the future of the MCU. Ian, we're specifically talking about the first Iron Man movie today. Um, but, I mean, we're also not going to limit ourselves to that. We, we have uh, a whole MCU to play with. So... Um, as of this week, have you have you heard anything new about uh, the MCU? I haven't. I've tried to keep my ears close to the ground as possible, but I don't think I'm looking at all the right places. I mean, um, as, as much as you can look at stuff on the internet, I mean, it's 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 out there. So we'll, we'll have to figure out what is and isn't real, I guess, or valid. Yeah. Um, I think one of the interesting things about the first Iron Man movie is it introduces us to, I mean, obviously it just introduces us to the world of the MCU, but, uh, the villain, one of the villains in the movie is the, the 10 rings, you know, which obviously Mm -hmm. harkens to the Mandarin, which we get in Iron Man three, but it's a version of it that they're like, Oh, that was just a joke. That was a facade. You know, it wasn't real. That wasn't the real Mandarin. But now in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that's going to be coming out in the next two years, uh, you have the Ten <laughs> Rings coming back, which there's also, I believe, I don't know if it's uh, set right now, who, if uh, that the actor in the movie the, that's playing the bad guy is actually playing um, uh, the Mandarin or a version of the Mandarin, but I know that that's one of the rumors that's out there. Let me see if I can remember which actor I am talking about. Uh, oh. I'm oh. pulling up the cast list right now. Tony Chu Wei Lang Lung. I'm tar- sorry, I probably completely butchered that, but uh, <laughs> it. I mean, according to IMDb, it is the, he is playing the Mandarin, but you know, IMDb is can be put up by anybody like anybody can go in and change things i'm gonna go make myself play everyone i mean you can yeah i'm doing it right now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i had heard that at one point i think that the person playing uh the mandarin is going to be shang chi's father which is a departure from the comic books but it's a way for them to tie everything up together so i mean it's understandable yeah, I'm here for it because what what other departures could we be mad at at this point? This is true. There's, there's been a lot of pretty significant departures, like how I touched on last episode, but they kill all of their villains every time. <laughs> I mean, I'm mad about it. <laughs> that's interesting that you bring that one up because at the end of the first Iron Man movie, do you think the Ironmonger is dead? Do you think Obadiah Stane is dead? I know he, I know he hasn't showed up since the end of that movie and yes it's a huge explosion but if we know anything from comic books and comic book movies if you don't see a dead body then that person's not dead true 
<clears throat> if they wanted to bring Obadiah Stane back, I'd be down. I mean, I'm sure Jeff Bridges wouldn't mind getting that paycheck. Yeah. No, I wouldn't mind him getting that paycheck. He was great. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He was um, he was a great a great villain. And as I was watching rewatching the movie, there are a lot of choices made in this movie that I'm I'm wondering if they would have been made if Disney had already acquired you know Marvel at that point. What do you mean? So there are there are there's the the stewardess in the or a flight attendants in the in Tony Stark's plane that are you know dancing around in stripper wear uh, around a stripper pole as they get drunk. There is uh, Obadiah mm. Stane who's you know talking from his bed half dressed as he's talking to Tony via video call. There is uh there's like there's there's not I wouldn't say bad language, but there's somewhat foul language that's thrown around a lot. Like there's prick and and stuff like that thrown around a lot. Uh it's just there's definitely things that you would think I would think that Disney would be like, uh eh, maybe we don't do that. True. <clears throat> I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because as much as though the 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 newer MCU movies are uh the same as Iron Man. There's there's a lot of differences I think in there with John Favreau's first creation of the MCU. Uh, obviously, Kevin Feige was still involved at that point. There's a he's he has he has been building this since the beginning. But uh, I'm sure he. I, I and honestly, I have no idea. I have no background or you know inside uh, voice. But I'm sure Favreau had a lot more. Um, swing on those sets than Kevin Feige did as a as a producer. And that would make sense. Again, that's something I never thought about. You go back and you look at like everything from the MCU and he's he's involved somewhere somehow going, yes please, no, I don't like that. <laughs> and like that's just his whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he you know that he's the architect that he's he's it, 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 to me, it's a lot more apparent in Iron Man 2 when you have like this whole middle section of the movie that's about S.H.I.E.L.D. and Tony Stark being involved in the, as we come to know, the Avengers Initiative. And uh, it, it kind of really departures away from the main story of the movie, which is the whiplash part. But in this first movie, it's... It's a pretty, it's a really tight origin story. It's, it's John Favreau doing what he does best. And... I feel like, you know, since they hadn't had a, they didn't, it, it, the MCU wasn't the MCU yet. It was just Iron Man. You know, Kevin Feige probably doesn't have as much like, well, I think this should, it should be this way kind of thing. But then again, I could be completely wrong. Kevin Feige could have came in there just, you know, swinging his big cod being like, no, this is what it's going to be, John Favreau, and this is what you need to do. Yeah. I, I like this as the start of the MCU. Yes. Yes. Overall, I, I like this as the start. I feel like if we had tried to start it off with like Captain America, maybe it wouldn't have been such a heavy hitter of a of a franchise. That's that's interesting that you bring that up because obviously, Iron Man, Tony Stark, and Captain America, Steve Rogers, two complete opposite sides of the spectrum in hero. Like, yeah, Captain America is is straight up, you know, big Boy Scout does the right thing because it's the right thing. Whereas Tony Stark kind of needed to be a lot more motivated. He had to be shown like, look, these weapons are killing people. Hey, I was kidnapped. 
uh, you know, my my one uh, my close friend who saved my life just got shot up. Like all these things lead him to becoming the superhero that he we eventually know. But Captain America is is Steve Rogers has always been. I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing. Like standing up to the the guy in the the movie theater, even though he's a good two feet shorter and <laughs> 150 pounds less. Like yeah, but. I don't think that the MCU would have been as viable as it was if we, had, <clears throat> excuse me, if we had started with Captain America as opposed to Iron Man. Because with the first Iron Man, we get the dark side of everything very quickly. Yes. Um, where it's, I'm only looking out for me. I do what I want. Ha ha! Look at me. I got money. Oh crap! I'm getting exploded. And now we need to, like, it's it's really heavy, and then you see, okay, now he's the hero. As opposed to if we started with Captain America, he's always been the hero. No, I think you're absolutely right. You need, you needed, especially with audiences today who who really do like the flawed hero more than the uh, outstanding, you know, uh, Eagle Scout kind of character. They, they, they want a person that they're going to identify with, and Iron Man though not as popular as then as he is now uh was probably a, a gamble like people talk about that all the time it, you know he was a second tier maybe even third tier hero out of marvel though a recognizable name but not recognizable to everybody like it, it they've been trying to make a tony stark uh iron man movie for a while uh, was Tom Cruise was attached to it at one point. I believe Tom oh Selleck. Oh my god. Yeah, Tom Selleck was <laughs> was attached. Uh it's 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 really interesting to 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 follow that movie and you know it's 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 one of the ones that I think they still own the rights to after they sold sold off all the movie rights because you know, in the 90s Marvel was went bankrupt so they needed to sell uh they sold Spider-Man to Sony. They sold uh Fantastic Four to Fox, X-Men to Fox. Uh, Captain America film rights, I think, went to Universal as well as The Incredible Hulk, and they reverted the the Captain America rights back. But and for some reason, the Incredible Hulk ones, like they can only make Incredible Hulk movies at Universal. You have to have, if you want the Incredible Hulk to be in a Marvel Studios movie, it needs to be he needs to be a secondary character. He needs to be in there with somebody else. It can't be a Hulk movie. Okay, because otherwise it has to be a universal movie. Correct, yeah. Okay. And which we'll see in the next movie that we talk about, which is The Incredible Hulk with uh, Edward Norton, because that is part of the MCU. Most people tend to forget that it is. It's so wild, because that... We get side characters, like, recast a couple of times to the MCU, but you don't have, like, one of the main heroes just getting completely swapped between appearances and that one that's a big jump that's a huge <laughs> jump you're, you're absolutely a, right like i haven't seen the edward norton hulk in a very long time i will I, I i hope you get to to watch it for before next week because it is honestly one of my favorite of the mcu like i know it's it really that's weird it's weird for people to say but uh is it's one of my favorite origin stories of the mcu um so let's get into the casting of the of the first Iron Man movie. You have Do- Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. You have uh, Gwyneth Paltrow as, as uh, Pepper Potts. John Favreau is directing, but he also shows up as Happy Hogan. 
and uh, Obadiah Stane is Jeff Bridges, and then there's how uh, Terrence Howard as uh, Rhodey, and he, I, you know, the rumors are I don't know if it's it's true or not, but the rumors are is that he got a huge payday, a paycheck for this movie because he just came off of winning an Oscar for Hustle and Flow. Mm-hmm. Kind of the one, kind of the one of the reasons why he doesn't come back for the second Iron Man movie, or he gets recast as uh, uh, oh man, why is his name Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle, thank you, um, because he his pay his his uh, quote was just so high. Um, but what did what did you think of these these actors in these in these roles? I thought that it was almost natural. Okay. Like before RDJ was Iron Man, I didn't know who was going to be Iron Man. Like that casting never occurred to me. But then they were like, all right, it's Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, you know what? I'm 100% on board with this. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's kind of got the story, right? He's he's yeah. he's, he's been uh you know, had had to battle his uh, battles with addiction. He had to uh come back. He had to as the story goes, um Marvel Studios did not want to put uh Robert Downey Jr. in there. They didn't want him to be the the face of their their flagship. Uh John Favreau had to fight for it like tooth and nail because he believed that Robert Downey Jr. would would you know make that role his, and it it, it fits. You, I mean, you can't honestly think of anybody else as being Tony Stark at this point. Oh, not even a little bit. So when you said that that Tom Cruise had been looked at, I can't imagine little <laughs> five foot nothing Tom Cruise popping out of there screaming about Goose because you know it's another flying movie he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I it's it's. It, it not just talked about he was attached for the very long time to be in the movie so no not about it not, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that that didn't work because yet again if it's not robert downey jr i don't know if that movie works so true yeah like if it's not robert downey jr i don't know if iron man works as a standalone because i going back to tom cruise i can't see tom cruise having that same like like roguish devil may care attitude about pretty much everything up until like Iron Man three. Yeah. No. And, and you, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Gives that sarcastic wit and one liners, you know, does those one liners so well. It's like, that's not in the same wheelhouse that Tom Cruise does his movies. And I'm not saying Tom Cruise does, does bad movies, but you, you watch his movies for certain things. You're watching the, the mission impossible movies because you want to see what stunt it is that he's going to kill himself on, you know, like yeah. it's it. He he loves the action. He loves the filming and stuff like that. This Tom, uh, Robert Downey Jr. obviously loves dialogue, loves the the interaction between actors and stuff like that. So it's it's yep. it's com- a completely different animal in acting. If we're gonna get Tom Cruise in the MCU because he's so action oriented, uh huh. I would start it right now. Make him make him two gun kid. Two gun kid, really? Make him two gun kid. <laughs> I mean, that's a you're you're pulling out some deep cut name there. And, some uh, D list Avenger. Right <laughs> uh, but I'm here for it. I, you know, I think the last rumor I heard was that he was going to be doing a the the Green Lantern movie. Um, so that's over. I mean, obviously that's over on DC. And whether or not he plays Hal Jordan, who knows? But uh, we'll see. We'll see. 
if that's See, he seems he seems more like a Kyle Rayner to me. I mm, I mean I don't think so. <laughs> Obviously, he's he's played Maverick so long. Why wouldn't he be Hal Jordan? Like, I mean, I, okay, I'll I'll give you that. <clears throat> I, I'll give you that. I just don't. I mean, Kyle Rayner. I mean, yeah, I have a bias because Kyle Rayner is my Green Lantern, but I feel like Me too. He, okay, good, good. <laughs> he's he's always the more introspective one. Like, Hal Jordan's the the headstrong one. Uh, John Stewart is the the overthinker and or the overplanner, I should more say. And and guy guy is just uh, straight up the you know, heat pot or whatever those things are called. Uh, he's he's a hothead. Hothead. Thank you. That's probably the <laughs> word I was going for. Uh, powder keg. That's I think that's powder actually what keg. I was going for. Uh, yeah. uh, yep, that's he, the one. He's the powder and keg. When we're, when we're not talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we need to sit down and talk about the Green Lantern casting because that could be really fun. I'm all for that. <laughs> we, we, we can go over who, who's going to play in those roles. Uh, I'm, I'm down for that. That okay. sounds fun. <laughs> but, uh, so Gwyneth Paltrow as, as Pepper Potts, I honestly don't think that she thought that this was she was going to be sticking around with this role for 10 plus years when she signed on to play Pepper Potts. So I don't know how I feel about her performance. Like she, she gives a genuine performance as Pepper Potts in the first movie. But once again, these, she's one of those actress actresses or actors that I really feels like these movies are kind of beneath them. Mm -hmm. This one definitely felt like a paycheck for her. Yeah. At least at first, because when you see her again in two and in three and in the Avengers movies and all that, she feels more, pepper pots yeah yeah i, I can see it. i mean I, f- I maybe the the second movie she it's it feels more like I, I can't believe i'm still doing this but or i'm doing this again uh the rest of the movies i'll agree with you i think that they're she's definitely like okay i'm i'm accepting it i am in the mcu this is this is a part of me now kind of thing yeah even though apparently she doesn't know when she's in a spider-man movie she doesn't know that she's met Sebastian Stan a bunch of times. I don't know if you've heard those stories or not, but yeah, it's. I think that's that pretty funny. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the least bit. <laughs> God. <laughs> How about uh, uh, Jeff Bridges, Obadiah Stan, our, our eventual uh, villain in the movie? Like, he obviously, it's a twist if you don't know the comic books that he's a bad guy. He's he's a a father, somewhat father figure to Tony. He's ta- he he's helped him run the company. He's been the head of the board, kind of stuff like that. And then eventually he turns and you know he actually is the one that got Tony kidnapped in the Middle East. And it's uh he he steals the designs and tries to make the Ironmonger outfit or does make the Ironmonger outfit. Like, how did you feel about Jeff Bridges? Like, was that a was that a surprise to see him as a villain um i'm gonna say yes and no on that one yeah it was surprising mostly just because i didn't expect him to show up in a comic book movie Mm. but the character i'm not surprised that that's who he played Mm, okay i mean obviously this kind of movie is not foreign to jeff bridges i mean he did starman and he did tron so he he knows about the genre, but yeah, you're right. In a superhero movie, I, you're not you're not expecting to get the dude, like you're not. Uh, yeah, yeah. So 
having Jeff Bridges as I I almost feel like it brings a little bit of legitimacy to the to the movie because he's mm-hmm. so well known and, and known for cer- certain types of movies or certain movies. Um, then I, I guess that would bring us to uh, Terrence Howard as um, Rhodey. Like, how do you how do you feel about uh, that casting? I kind of wish that they would have just done Don Cheadle, uh, Don Cheadle sooner. <laughs> um, not that he did a bad job. I just, I, I don't like the recap. Like Don Cheadle did amazing mm-hmm. and he's a great war machine, but I, I don't like the recast of such prominent characters in the, in Iron Man. He kind of plays like backseat, like definitely second fiddle to Tony. But then going forward, he's a prominent character in Iron Man's development. True, very and much so. It was jarring from one to two to go from <laughs> to go from Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle because they they look not similar in the least bit. <laughs> no, not not at all. <laughs> um, and they, I, I feel like I'm getting off track here, and like. The the character stays the same. Yes. They they both portrayed Rhodey more or less the same. There's no big like choices that either one of them made that threw him off from the other. But I just wish that there would have been some sort of like staying power for him. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, oh, you get the first one, but then we're gonna go with Don Cheadle because he's cheaper or whatever like whatever the actual reasoning was. Right. I so that's that's what puts the bad taste in my mouth for him. And not that there's a big difference in age, but like Terrence Howard is four years younger than Robert Downey Jr. And uh, Don Cheadle and Robert Downey Jr. are the exact same age. So not that there's a big difference in age, but I feel like Terrence Howard looks like he's younger than a lot younger than not a lot younger, but he's m- more than four years younger than than Robert Downey Jr. And obviously they try to portray that the two of them are, are the same age. They may even did college together at the same time, kind of, you know, kind of thing, because mm-hmm. he has those stories about, Oh, you, did you tell them about that one time when you did this and, or that, that, that lady at the, at that party, what was his name? Like kind of thing. And, and you, you, you get the feeling that they have a lot of history and it, it I, to me, it just didn't meld well between Terrence Howard and, and Robert Downey Jr. As it does with, Don Cheadle and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, so the the portrayal of the character, I don't think that I, I don't think Terrence Howard did poorly. I feel like there was, I think you just said there was like really no chemistry between him and Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And looking at them, I, I didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying not to rehash exactly what you said, but I agree with what you just said. <laughs> Now, obviously, the big thing about this movie is it's an origin story. Not only is it the origin of the MCU, but it's the origin of Iron Man. Do you think we get another one like that? I mean, obviously, we're still getting origin stories. We're getting Shang-Chi. That's an origin story. We're getting uh, Black Widow kind of is an origin story. It's. I mean, we're going to see kind of the beginnings of, of uh, Natasha when she gets into the Red Room, I believe. And, but it's still going to be taking place in a in a more present time actually i want to get into that i don't know if i've actually ever seen anywhere that's that comes out and says that the plot of the movie or the setting of the movie takes place 
before or after Civil War, before Infinity War or not. Um, but I think that's what most outlets are reporting the movie takes how where the movie takes place. What if that movie doesn't take place before Infinity War? What if it takes place after Endgame and we didn't know that there is a, you know, there is a Natasha out there running around? See, and that comes back around to the theory that we were talking about last week of the Natasha that died isn't Natasha. Right. So would you be behind that decision if there is a Natasha that's running around after Endgame? I'm okay with that. Okay. As long as as long as we get the explanation of there was some weird face-off stuff that was going on. Somebody was pretending to be Natasha, but the real Natasha has been like, I don't know. Uh, she's been on ice like Winter Soldier, maybe. Right. Okay. I, I'm, <clears throat> uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm sure that most people are right and that this takes place before Infinity War, but I just want to know if, if they could still do it where it's after Endgame because I think that'd be interesting. But back to my original question. <laughs> are they able to do an? Uh, well, I guess one is: Are they able to do origin stories like this still going into Phase Four? And do people still want to see origin stories going into Phase Four? I I'm okay with origin stories. I am too. I'm I'm good with origin stories as long as they serve a purpose. So if you're just inter- like making an origin story to be like, well, there's this guy, and then we're not going to see him again for three years, <laughs> like I'm over that. Yeah, but if you go, hey, here's I don't know, insert somebody, and then we see we see them in the next like two or three movies after that, where it's like, hey, this is them. Oh, remember that time we talked about them? Here they are again, and like, give me the origin stories of people that are important to the overarching plot. Mm-hmm. I don't need origin stories to like super side characters or anything there. So. I mean, Iron Man comes out in 2009 and the first Avengers movie doesn't come out until 2012. I think Iron Man 2 comes out 2011. Uh, so that's, it goes, it goes Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Captain America. Then, th- no. Uh, after Iron Man 2, I think is Thor, then Captain America, then uh, Avengers, if I'm, if I'm correct. It was three years after the first Iron Man movie before we get the first Avengers movie. Like, do you think that it's going to be that long before we get another Avengers-like movie? After, I mean, starting after Phase Four because Phase Four starts with uh, Black Widow, right? So, I don't think it'll be that. I don't think it'll be that long because now we've already we've had what is this four Avengers movies. Uh yes yeah if yeah so. yeah so we've had four Avengers movies we are now introduced to the concept of the Avengers right they can pop up and disappear in anyone's movie at this point I would say almost at will yeah but do you think that they will go back to, like will we get a new Avengers movie like is it going to be called Avengers or is it going to be called okay. is it going to be called you know Defenders or uh invaders or something like a different team name or something, you know, maybe young Avengers after, after so many years. I'd be down for young Avengers. I'm just going to toss that out there. right now. (laughs) I mean, if they could do it right, I'd be down for it too. I, and I could understand it. I think with the inclusion of Thunderbolt Ross, 
I think we're going to get a Thunderbolts movie. Okay. As, as the next like team movie. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I mean, I think the next team movie is technically the internals Eternals, but I, I see what you're saying. I think the, the bringing, yeah. bringing together a team kind of thing would mm-hmm. be, I think it's going to be a Thunderbolts movie. That would be pretty awesome. I, I, I would, I'd love to see that. Cause sticking with the way that they do things, you don't do things a second time. <laughs> or, or how about a dark Avengers movie? I'm here for that. We talked about that last week, didn't we? We did because we have access to Venom, so we can get Symbiote Spider, um, Norman Osborn. Yeah. Or if we wanted it to be uh, Baron Zemo, we can do that because he can be. He can, He's still floating around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's there's options there for Dark Avengers, and I would love Dark Avengers because you would just be like, "Hey, here's Dark Avengers," and then you'd have all the Cosmic Avengers show up on Earth, like. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? I mean, I would love it if they just called that movie Avengers, like Avengers again, or they called it Avengers and then some kind of subtitle. And then yeah. and then once you get to it and you find out, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 these are all the bad guys. What's going on here? And then you have to have the Cosmic Avengers come in and be like, hey, 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 <clears throat> cut that out kind of thing. I think in that case, it would be the Cosmic Avengers that show up to to help fight because they, they, would, they would be the main fighting force there yeah because you'd have like you'd have like the hulk and he's terrestrial like he's he's terran yeah but as of right now that's kind of really the only one that doesn't float in and out of dark adventures yeah that i can think of yeah yeah you're absolutely right well yeah no you're right because it's red hulk in mm-hmm. dark avengers yeah so that's how you tie the Hulk in there. But then we'd have to have the Guardians come to Earth. We'd have to get Captain Marvel to come to Earth. Um, yeah, we have to wait to find out what's going on with Wanda, you know, to yeah. find Scarlet Witch to come in. But this would also be a really good showcase for um, Jane Foster, Thor. True. Because she'd show up and be like, what is going on here? Uh-uh, I'm not about that. And then she'd whoop up on somebody. <laughs> yeah, because maybe even because you'd have like, Thor Odin's son out out in space with the Guardians, and you just keep Jane Foster down, uh, Jane Foster Thor down on Earth, kind of thing. I, I like that. It, it'd be a good way to get She Hulk involved, she- like in a more prominent way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know she's getting the show, so that exactly. That so we we're gonna have a casting for that. So toss her in there. Um, yeah, Adam Warlock, because by then we'll have like six more, uh, <laughs> like six more Guardians movies. <laughs> <laughs> So who who that was tangential? That's <laughs> that's fine. Uh, who who would you see as? Do you see, I guess more to the point? Do you see an Iron Man like character coming up in Phase Four? <coughs> not with an origin story. Not with an origin story. So not with an origin story. Do you see like because in in the Avengers, Iron Man takes takes on the role of of your tech person, right? Like he mm-hmm. has the suit, he's building the stuff. He's also the 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 financial backing for the Avengers, uh, to the point where they have the Avengers Tower is Stark Tower kind of thing. Who yeah. who takes over those those roles in going forward in the MCU? Like who's your tech person? I, obviously, Shuri is way far and beyond in tech than Tony Tony is. Like she can build yeah. anything. Yeah, I was gonna say it's either her or it's Peter. 
So Peter taking over as the Iron Man like like character, which you hear a lot of it going into the MCU, which makes a lot of sense. His suit is very tech heavy now. It's it's very you know because he's in being because in the MCU timeline, Peter Parker has been heavily influenced by by Tony Stark, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that makes sense. But I feel like it takes away from the Peter Parker character that needs to have more of a. I don't want to say struggle, but that, that's that's where we wrap symbiote spider in. That's oh. that's the struggle. There you that's go. The downturn for Peter. That's fair. That's fair. The redemption is putting Iron Spider back on, <laughs> and then everybody's like, "That's where you need to be," and he's like, "I know." <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, and, and I I'm all for that. I mean, obviously, Rhodey is still around, so he can yeah. still do uh, a lot of War Machine Iron Man stuff. Is Rhodey still in the Air Force after all of this? I don't know. I mean, was the Air Force still around after the snap? Like, is that a still a thing? Is he is he a liaison? I, I honestly don't know if he was still... I think the last time we see him do anything with the Air Force is Iron Man 3, right? Like yeah, When he's Iron Patriot. When he's Iron Patriot, yeah. So, that's interesting. Because, like, did for Endgame and stuff like that, he's just out and around doing his thing. Yeah. I so mean, it's oh. like, did you have to tell somebody you were doing that? Like, that's not how the military works. Probably after Civil War, he might have got discharged because you remember he, he got paralyzed. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He might not be in the mil like not active military, even though he wears a suit that allows him to walk and has an exoskeleton when he's not wearing that suit. But yeah, it, that might've got him, you know, uh, injury discharge, whatever that's called. Medically discharged. Medically discharged. Thank you. Uh, so that, 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 that's a possibility. So I don't know. No, it makes sense. I feel like that's something that they maybe should have touched on. Maybe it doesn't need to be a big plot point, but just something about like, Hey man, how's retirement treating you? So, I guess that's a good question. Would you be in for a phase four or phase five movie about War Machine or maybe oh, even a, a TV show? Absolutely. Where do you go with that? What kind of what kind of story would you like to see with, with War Machine? Like what what still needs to be said about his character? I don't think it's much being said about his character, at least in the confines of the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of, I think it'd be a really good story to put him on like defending Tony's memory. So like put Stark Industries back on weapons, uh, back on weapons manufacturing because Tony's gone. He was the one standing in the way of that. Oh, so now you have Rhodey hanging around going, "Mm, probably not. And going out and stopping that kind of stuff. But the more I think about it, the more he seems like somebody who just kind of pops up and helps out in other people's movies and shows. But you know what? I think if you did an, a modified version of uh, the Armor Wars uh, comic mm-hmm. book storyline, like where after Tony died, somehow his plans on for armor went out. Because like, that's kind of what Iron Man 2 was, is a little bit of armor war. But if you if you went out and like just his plans got online... People started getting access to it. People started writing or creating their own armors, and Rhodey had to go and stop all these different versions of an Iron Man armor, it, which kind of would, you know, kind of be like, oh, every time he looks at the Iron Man, these, these Iron Man armors doing bad things, he thinks of Tony and like, this is terrible. 
but they would also be a great way of introducing Riri Williams if you wanted to. Like, yeah, who became Iron Man after Civil War II in the comic book. She created her own Iron Man armor and took up the mantle while while uh, Tony Stark was suspected dead, but actually in a coma, I believe. So that's sounds, sounds about Tony. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I think that'd be a pretty awesome. I mean, that that kind of would be like. I'm on board for that. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that also ties in. I think that'd be better as a TV show. Yeah, that would d- definitely be better as a TV show. I could see that as a Disney Plus show. Uh, yeah, which yeah. I'm here for. If Disney Plus, if you want to put that out, yeah, I'll watch all of that in a day. In a day. Right, <laughs> let's go. Um, but then you can also get uh, a lot of really cool like crossover episodes, mm-hmm. like a bunch of really cool tie-ins. Um, you have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Get them involved because you're already doing that show. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, because it's like, hey, these suits might be a little much for me on my own. Can you come help me get this guy? And it's like, oh, yeah, man, I got you. <laughs> so that's that's how Winter Soldier will respond to that. Uh, but do you think that they would... So like they do with other MCU characters or Marvel characters in the MCU, they combine. Uh, like Bucky or Winter Soldier got combined with White Wolf. Like, just kind of tangentially they just kind of gave him the name do you think they would ever they would do that with like Riri Williams and Shuri like combine the two characters together that could be a thing and I'm here for that I think that's a good way to use that character I think that's that's I mean I, I I'd understand it and I'd I'd, I'd be I guess kind of okay with it but I think it would be a very detrimental to the Riri Williams character like she should be her own thing it it would kind of suck to combine the two yeah I, I, that does kind of do an injustice to, to Miss Williams. Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously it's a thing that's out there, and it could it could happen, but I don't also know. Also, another casting they'd have to do. Yeah, that would be another casting they would have to do. Which, uh, which also, I mean, obviously Shuri is going to be used utilized more in the future Black Panther movies, which we're probably going to we're going to get a part two and a part three, if everything pans out the way it's supposed to. Uh, does I mean at one point in the comic books, Shuri becomes the Black Panther herself. Uh, so do you see that as a a part two or a part three of that, or do you, do you see that ever happening? I think if it does happen, I think that'd be a part three. Okay, I think that'd be a part three. Um, honestly, I don't know much about Black Panther. Um, my biggest exposures to him at this point are the movies. Okay. So I don't, I don't have much in the way of, of like book knowledge for that character. Uh, so I really don't have much knowledge on who his villains are either. So I'm, I'm going into this kind of blind. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all I really know about villains with Black Panther are the ones that they've already shown claw. And, uh, I didn't even know about Killmonger till the movie, but Claw and I think his name is Man Ape, which is the other tribe leader that we saw in the first movie, Mbaku. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, I don't think that we would see her be Black Panther until probably the third installment. Okay, that's fair. Uh, now, as as in for the ben- the benefactor of the Avengers, like Tony Stark had a lot of money. He was an industrialist, but T'Challa is the king of Wakanda. Like, could he so be the have money now? Yeah, I was gonna say, could he be the next benefactor for the Avengers? Like, could he be funding that uh, that 
that team? Uh, or does that kind of look bad as a, a king of a country having its own superhero team going around doing things? I think it's a little bit of a PR nightmare. Um, there's definitely going to be some shouting in the UN about it. <laughs> but I don't think that that would stop him. I mean, I, I think obviously oh, I was going to say, obviously was it the UN that put out the sanctions, the Sokovia Accords? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we already have that, but yeah, it, it would be kind of an interesting thing where you have, you know, T'Challa being like, oh, well you need to go stop. Let's say, let's say they bring Namor in, like go stop Namor from doing such a thing. Uh, and then they're like, well, they are a sovereign nation. Like, they're their own thing. You can't just go and... You can't just declare war. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that. if moving on him like that is an act of war. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the way that's going to go. They put a weird, like, global political system involved in this now that I think about it. <laughs> I mean, I think... Like, there's like- more there's more weight to at least the Charles like actions now. Yeah. Yeah, there really is. Cause you know, him coming out, uh, at the UN being like, we're, you know, we're a highly developed country and we have all these, these things that we want to share really blows a hole in the whole, like, well, where does, where, where do they stand in the rest of the, in the rest of the world? So the world, and then the world was looking at T'Challa or Wakanda when, um, you know, Thanos's army shows up, and they have that final battle in the middle of Wakanda and in, in Infinity War. Like it's, it's, it's interesting what what they could possibly do with all that, all those ramifications. Is that a subplot that you think that we should they should venture into in the MCU? I'm okay with it. I'm here for it. Okay, because he shows up and goes, "Hey, we're actually a pretty well developed country. What happens to any like aid?" Or anything like that that was ever given to Wakanda in the past. Ooh, that's true. So now the world's got to be kind of pissed. Yeah. Like, yo, we helped you. And you've just been sitting on all this wealth and not doing anything for anybody else? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. That's not going to (laughs) fly. You know, I totally did not even think about it. I mean, obviously, those are some pretty heavy geopolitical themes going on for a marvel disney movie at this point but it I, i'm not upset about it these are these are things that you know people need to to know about could that are real life problems i want to see disney give us like a heavier maybe a like a darker mcu for a little bit because we just had endgame and infinity war we had some heavy things we did so now I want to see the fallout from that. I mean, it's it's almost like like in Infinity War and Endgame was was the MCU's puberty. Now we're into the teenage years. They need to get a little bit dark, a little edgy. Uh, I'm down before they they hit their adulthood, right? Yeah, and the only like real struggle that we ever saw after New York was in Tony dealing with his PTSD from going through the rift. True. Very true. But that's the only time we've seen anything like that. So I think there's a lot more of that that needs to be explored in the MCU. Um, just give us, 
Okay, back on the symbiote spider here. <laughs> back on the symbiote spider here. Give us symbiote spider because Peter's depressed. I mean, yeah. Because Peter's depressed because Tony is dead. His mentor is dead. His mentor is dead and now he's outed. Like people, and, yeah. And they think and, he's a killer. And life sucks because he can't do anything. He's potentially on trial for something. Pretend, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, or he's on the run and he doesn't have Black Widow to be like, hey, here's how we evade the cops like they did in <laughs> all of Civil War. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're absolutely but, right. Like I love you know that I, mean? I love that in Homecoming when uh the the coach the PE teacher is like I'm pretty sure this guy is wanted is a wanted war criminal now but listen to Captain America when he t- talks to you about stuff in the TV. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. I forgot about that. <laughs> but like give give me stuff like that. I want to see that. I want to see how Peter deals with the the shitty hand that he was dealt where he's like, "Hey, I'm being successful as Spider-Man. I'm an Avenger now. Like this is everything that I've wanted. Oh crap. Now everybody thinks I'm a murderer. (laughs) Uh, Well, life sucks. Uh, Then the symbiote's like, Hey man, you think you can't do anything? I got you though. And then, then then we're there. And that's just example. And I harp (laughs) on it so much because I want it. (laughs) So one of the other things about Tony Stark from these, this first movie is the, charismatic jerk. I, I was going to use a different word, but I was like, eh, maybe I should clean up the language a little bit. But <laughs> do you think that we can ever get another character like that in the MCU or do, should they even attempt something like that again? I think it'd be, if it's going to be anything, it's going to be Quill. Okay, I mean, Quill, you definitely, he, I don't know. I don't know if you ever get the jerk aspect from him you definitely get the goof like he's just he's just a party guy he, he wants to have fun and you know circumstances have allowed him to coast through life but he he's very charismatic you're absolutely correct in that at that point i just don't it, there's very few people that can be like call you an idiot to your face and you're still like yeah but he's so cool like kind of thing <laughs> true if quill was like you're an idiot he's gonna get punched in the face yeah exactly <laughs> Um, we might see it. We might see it out of Bucky. Okay. Cause I mean, maybe personal opinion, he's a cool guy. If he called me an idiot, I'd just be like, damn, I still want to be your friend though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, if, if he called me, if Bucky called me an idiot, I'd just be like, Oh, I wonder what he knows that I don't like. <laughs> right. Like, it's less of like a, I'm a tech billionaire playboy. Ha ha. I'm better than you. It's more of like, what does he know? Yeah. He's, he's like, so, why don't I know it? He's so mysterious and cool. Like, what does he know that I don't know? What, and it makes me an idiot kind of thing. Yeah. So he, you, you take that character from the billionaire, play, billionaire playboy. Words are hard sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. And you make it um, like the brooding bad boy. Uh-huh. And you can still have that charismatic jerk <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, okay. So I yeah. I think with Iron Man, the way that it plays out, you you get that you get a full arc for Tony Stark, which then mm-hmm. ha- definitely makes it harder for him going into sequels and then the rest of the franchise because where do you get him? Like the second movie starts off with him kind of being a jerk again. Like he's not even with. 
Pepper, really? Like he has to go through that whole journey again of of why he loves Pepper, and it's just like, why? Why do you keep having to go through this this journey? That that seems weird. I feel like it's every time we see him at the start of a new story. Yeah, (laughs) he relapsed in that regard somehow. (laughs) But I think that with uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s performance is that is that you need that somewhat of a standoffish like because even he does the whole recluse part of it too like even in the second movie he's like I I don't like things being handed to me like you have to hand it to happy which then he hands it to him kind of thing (laughs) which if I had money like that I would do that (laughs) not because I don't want you to hand me things but just because I can I can. <laughs> and because for some reason you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's Tony Stark. Well, I mean, that's one thing that they, they treat him like in the, in the first Iron Man movie, you know, he shows up places and, and women are just screaming. Ah, like he's a, he's a rock star, but this is a tech billionaire. Like, do you think women scream for Mark Zuckerberg when he walks into places? Maybe. Do people do that for Bill Gates? I, I mean, I don't think they scream in that same way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe it's the reputation he built for himself. You know, maybe the better the better uh, equivalent is, is Elon Musk. Like, do you feel like, you know, people are going crazy for Elon Musk when he walks into a room? Maybe. I don't know. That guy's under my skin right now in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's understandable too. <laughs> it's just it, it's it's just before he becomes Iron Man, the fact that he has this this attraction that seems so out of place in the real world because he's not a movie star, he's not a a, a rock star, he's he's not even Instagram famous kind of thing. I mean, <laughs> you gotta wonder what what it is that people are just. I mean. I guess I would know I know what Bill Gates looks like, but if he were to walk down the street and no one pointed him out to me, would I pick him out? Like I don't know. I wouldn't, to be completely honest. I'd be like, all right, there was that guy, cool, cool. And they're like, hey, that's Bill Gates. And I'd be like, damn. Ah, oh, that was Bill Gates. He just walked that by. That was Bill Gates. Damn. I could be like, hey, what's up, Bill? And he'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, and then if you if you take away the tech part, like that's the flashy part. If he was just a billionaire, I don't know if I could tell you what Warren Buffett looks like. Like, well, okay. Same. So on the other side of the, on the other side of the comic book universes, um, how does Bruce Wayne do it? Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Like they're always like in the comic books, it feels like they treat Bruce Wayne more like, uh, the princes over in, England, right? Like he's Harry and and uh, well, what's the other one? The older one's name, William, Prince William. Like he's he's more like them. They, the the news in the comic books always was like, oh, you know, Gotham Prince Bruce Wayne was seen at this nightclub, you know, hanging out with this new model kind of thing, and that's why he's always in. Like people know his face, but once again is there an equivalent to that in the real world? Is there, do I know what the, the heir to the Jif peanut butter 
you know, fortune looks like. No clue. I don't even know if there is an heir to the Jeff, Jeff peanut butter fortune. If there is a fortune from Jeff, like if there is, I'm going to marry into that family. I mean, that's not a bad move. It's understandable. Give, give me a, give me all that peanut butter money right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's just, it's a, it's a weird way that they handle that. Mm-hmm. Cause like, okay. For, for Bruce, I can see it being like, everybody knows who Bruce is because of what his parents did. Mm-hmm. Because Thomas and Martha, wow. Martha, there we go. I mean, it's a big oh, part of a yeah, big part of that name. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, because they did so much for Gotham, so it makes sense that Gotham knows who Bruce is and watched him grow up. Right. Yeah. No. And and because his parents died, they he did have to grow up in in the spotlight. Like cameras were always around him, kind of thing. So I mean, that, that makes a little bit there more was, sense. And there there was no like Thomas Wayne to look at. Yeah. Exactly. But for Tony, he was already an adult when his parent when his parents were killed in that car accident. Yeah. So maybe well, we were kind of led to believe that he had almost the same life as Robert Downey Jr., where he went wild younger yeah. and then kind of cleaned up his act as he got older. Yeah, I mean, obviously <clears throat> he cleans up his act after after his being kidnapped in Afghanistan or wherever that's yeah. supposed to be in the Middle East. But you're led to believe that he's out partying, doing illicit things, like whatever, because oh, yeah. he has money. Like, I'm Tony Stark. What are you going to do? The, the, so, the only thing is that he's able to back it up with the fact that he actually is smart. He can he can build things. Like, I, I guess you never really find out, is he good at business? Like, is Tony Stark a good businessman? Like, Obadiah Stane almost feels like he's the one that's always taking care of the business side. And then when Obadiah is, Obadiah is gone... He gives the company over to Pot Pepper. Like she's yeah. the one that runs the business part. He just runs development and engineering, or at least just at his own whim is like, oh, I can make this kind of thing. Yeah, um, I don't think he's a savvy businessman. I don't think he is either. I don't think he is. Or if he is, he's just completely uninterested. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's the one. I think he's definitely just not interested in that part of it. It's like the money comes in, cool. I'm good with that. Like, give me more was- of it. I'm still getting paid, right? <laughs> okay. All right. We're good. Uh, so, like, yeah. I, I don't know. No, I, I don't know either. Like, who is the, do you, do you, cons- do you, when those Avenger movies come out, do you consider him the, the leader of the Avengers? Depending on the movie, yes. Okay. So the first so Avengers the, the, movie. The first Avengers, yes. I think that he's the leader. In the second Avengers movie, the second Avengers movie, that's the that's Age, Ultron. Yeah, Age of Ultron. Okay, no, he's not the leader there because everybody's a little like, "What the hell did you just build?" Ah, and like they don't trust him as much, so they look to Cap heavy in that one. Okay, and then and the, they're also looking to Cap for his morality in that one. True, very true. So then the um, the Infinity War and Endgame, like, uh, I would say yes. Because in at least in Endgame, they looked at him as a leader because they had to find him True. to be able to do it. And I feel like Infinity War, maybe not so much. But then again, I also feel like there is no leader of the Avengers in Infinity War. Like They're too scattered. Yeah. Like, they're the, leaders of the individual groups that are fighting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, huh. Interesting. So then who do you see as the new leader of the Avengers now that Tony Stark is dead? 
of the characters that we have established, I think it's going to be Black Panther. Wow. Okay. See now, because that's also interesting. Like we talked about that as a geopolitical uh, stance, but like, how does a man who's the king of uh, of a land, you know, tell that to his people? Like, hey, I know we got things going on here that I need to take care of, but I need to go off with these guys and do and and stop a bank robbery. Like, I know Avengers don't stop bank robberies, but yeah, like maybe he's not king anymore. Maybe he steps down. Okay, but he still gets to keep the Black Panther powers. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I that's that's weird. Disney, I, you're gonna have some explaining to do on this one. You know, yeah, definitely. And I think that with the idea of uh, Falcon becoming the new Captain America, he kind of has he's he's got the tech aspect with his wings, and he's got the Captain America aspect with the shield kind of thing. Like, can he be the combination of the two characters and, and be the new leader of the of the team? I don't think they've given us enough information on that character to tell me yes or no one way or another. Because mm. since his, because he came in in Civil War. Uh no, he came in in Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, there we go. Yeah. Um, but since his inception as a character into the MCU, he's just kind of been there. Yeah, and and not to really knock Anthony Mackie all that much, because obviously he does a better job than I could ever do. I just don't see him as a leader role like no yeah yeah i'm just not i don't know it could could be bucky it could be bucky i think i think there's enough yeah i think he's more better utilized in the shadows like he's even when he was he did his run as captain america in the comic books he's he's not the everybody looked to me for inspiration everybody looked to me to to follow my lead kind of thing it's more I'm here. I'm a good soldier. I know, you know, I'll get, I'll get other things done for you. I'm guessing. Do you think, what about, what about Carol? What about Captain Marvel? She could be. I, and honestly, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with the two, but I feel like her mind's always off, you know, off into the outer space, like kind of thing. Yeah. And let's be real. If they made her the new leader of the Avengers, the internet would not shut up about it. And as much as I want her, I don't want to have to, I, I don't want to wade through all those posts. <laughs> Bitch, you don't want to wade through those posts. No, no, no. It's and I'm sure anybody listening doesn't want to wade through those posts, but that's not to take away from the fact that I think she could do it. She would definitely be able to do it. And I would be absolutely on board if they gave her that push. Yeah. <clears throat> um, going back to Bucky real quick, I think that Bucky might actually just be our new Black Widow. Oh, I like that. Like, like just fill that role mm-hmm. of I have information. I can get places. I can get people. I can get things. This is what I do. Like kind of off to the side all the time. Yeah. 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 I get that. Okay. Who, who do you, okay. I'm, I'm going to flip that around though. Who do you think is going to be the leader? Uh, I honestly, I think they were, I think at one point, the structure of the the storylines have has Peter Parker, Spider Man being the leader of the Avengers. I, I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't want that. He's too young. Yeah. He's, too young. He, he's too young, and he's just that you're 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 changing the, the his story of now you're putting this type of weight on him. Like it it's not it's not what you should be there for for Peter. You know, I think somebody we haven't thrown into the re, into the ring here, and you might enjoy it. 
give us a new Fantastic Four movie. Make Reed Richards the lead. Uh, like, put him in charge of the Avengers. <laughs> I mean, I, I we want that new Fantastic Four movie. I don't know if I can have Reed be in charge of the... Of, <laughs> Everybody wears a four now. This, <laughs> the, same, the, the, the same thing with Reed of, of being the leader of the Avengers is, like, the same problem I would have with if Bruce Banner was the leader of the Avengers. Like, everything would come... You'd come at everything too clinical. Like, everything would be about the science and, and it, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get things done I don't feel like fair um, I don't know I, I honestly don't know who else could fill that role uh, Johnny Storm for leader 2020 here we go there you go Johnny Storm <laughs> he, he's got that right uh, mixture of brash and you know heroics so he's, he's there for it <laughs> That one, I, that one, I, I wouldn't be down for. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Um, who are some characters that are coming so we in can, this next that could fill that role? I mean, trying really hard characters that we know. There's Shang Chi. There's the Eternals. All the different Eternals. Uh, you have maybe one of the new, new characters being introduced in Black Widow. You have you have Blade coming eventually. There's She Hulk. Um, what about Strange? Do you think Strange could do it? I think that would be an interesting, very interesting uh, place to put uh, Doctor Strange as the leader of the um, Avengers. I really feel like he wouldn't want to do it because it didn't, it wouldn't make any sense to him. But it would be another one of those like, well, this job has been thrust upon you, and he would take it up. Like I can, I can, I can see it. Obviously, there's no precedent for it in the comic books. Like, I don't think that no. I've ever seen Doctor Strange as the leader of the Avengers, but this is but, new territory. Yeah. At this point, we're so far past anything that's happened in the books. Yeah. That I try really hard to look at these movies as if they're just a new comic book. Yeah. As far as the way that they're being told. It has to be. It has to be. It, it's it's like the Ultimate Universe. Like, it, it mm-hmm. just you just have to look at it as a new branch of Marvel. That's part of the multiverse kind of thing exactly so honestly like okay pro like look look at the at the pros here for jane for have jane be the new leader of the, of the avengers there we go yeah, yeah. i could I'm see that here. i'm here for it because yeah. everybody's like wait you're not full and she's like bet <laughs> the hell i ain't <laughs> yeah. see i how do we look over jane i don't know well it's because we haven't seen jane yeah. True. We haven't seen her as as Thor, so it's so I'll 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 put a, a speculatory is that a word? Um, sure. I'll I'll put Jane in the spot with suspicion for now. <laughs> and if we see her in Love and Thunder and she doesn't play out like that kind of way, uh huh. Put my money on on Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. Because he's got he's got the the focus for it. His mindset is protecting Earth. Yep. So, like, why not? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, Ian. Where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at IanFlux12. And right now, while all this crazy stay-at-home stuff is going on, I'm streaming like every damn day. Every so day. So come check me out. Twitch.tv slash IanFlux. That's I-A-N-F-L-U-X. Uh, you can find me online. I am at Mitchipedia GEM on Twitter at G- GEM stands for Geekly Media. The rest of Geekly Media is at 
Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geekleetmedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.